0: Uh, the first one today comes from Fluffless, Fluffize. who asks, "How did you guys come up with the general gameplay style of please scream this?" CRUSHLAND! Oh, that's well, the, nice! That kind of reverberated yeah. in the rafters up there. <laughs> <It> did. But- <laughs> shenanigans. Hey, everybody! Welcome to episode seventy-three of Coffee with Butterscotch, hey, yeah, yeah. the game, the Game Dev Comedy Podcast, of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, I'm the Process Processor. And I'm Sam and I make pictures. And today is November 15th, 2016. Uh, we have a warning, anything can happen on this show, there's going to be profanity and a whole bunch of other crap, so if you're a kid, get out of here. Yep. Somehow when you said 15th, you so frequently just use a weird word that I thought, that, that can't, can't be mean. right. Yeah, I Yeah, I know, I was 15th. <laughs> like... 15th, throwing everybody off the trail. <laughs> it's like when you stare at a word for too long or hear it too much and yeah. it loses meaning. Yeah, it's not you you know, know what that word anymore? for me was last week? Move. 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 Because it's spelled move. So right. where the fuck <laughs> did yeah, that come maybe from? Maybe that's what it is, because book does the same thing to me. Book. Book. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, did you move this... that book? <laughs> it's <laughs> Wait, way. Here's a question for you. Uh, so I did a trivia night on Friday, and one of the trivia rounds was spelling. But instead of giving you words that are just very complicated, period, you know, very difficult to spell words, they gave you the ones that are tricky. Yeah. So, ah. so how do you spell... Misspell? Oh fuck that word! I'm pretty sure there are two s's. In there's got to be two s's two and l's? two l's. And correct. Yeah. There are definitely yeah. two l's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was what. That was like everybody spelled it wrong. And we were sitting there and we had four different versions it's, of it. It is misspelled, not misspelled. How about mischievous? Uh, m-i-s-c-h-e-s-s-i-s-s-i. Well, there's no, there's no, there's no i-o-u-s. Mischievous. It's actually mischievous, right? There's no correct. There's no. I was a, I was a spelling hero back in my youth. So the question is, where did that e in mischievous? It's very mischievous. It's very. Mischievous, I think there's I a, think the fake yeah, e. Sound I think in it there. came from the same place that the the i sound came from for aluminium. Aluminium in, mm. in England. No, except right? that they actually spell it with it. an i. Yeah. Oh, they probably just added that later because yeah. they're like, we got to fix this. What We're... about c- color? Or yeah, yeah. Mean, or probably we took it out because apparently we take color. We just and... take vowels out of words. Yeah. I guess, is the American way. Yeah. We're like Tumblr. Get that British I out there. Tumblr. Yeah, get that, yeah, Tumblr, get, that, <laughs> yeah, get, that uh, get that U out of color. We've been, naming, and Armor. we've been naming things with our startup-like words for centuries. In fact, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just now taking the logical next step and just saying fuck vowels altogether. Yeah, right? Tumblr. Pretty soon it's just going to be Tumblr. <laughs> it's going to be a pile of consonants everywhere you go. Someone's going to be like, Hey, I got a great new startup. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> called f- <laughs> Duck. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> with all these new top level domains, there's probably one of them that's just k- k- yeah. Doc. Yeah. K- k- yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got we, we should probably actually lock down we're some gonna of these domains. Oh shit, done. Yeah, those, yeah. those, those, those our listeners are, are probably buying up for, all these right now. Yeah, those are gonna be going for like fifty grand a piece a couple <laughs> yeah. years from now. Uh you guys have any news you want to talk about? Nope. Nothing of note happened in the yeah, past week. Literally <laughs> this is <laughs> Uh, Adam was mentioning earlier, this is a... It's been a quiet week, and this nothing is a has worry-free happened. worry-free zone. Yeah. We're in the worry-free zone. Take yeah. care of yourselves, take care of each other, and then we're just here to have a good time. Not that you need to, because nothing happened. Everything. Nothing right. happened. So we're right. going to move on. And Plus, Pokemon's coming out this week. Yeah. This is big. This is big yep. for us. Um Wait, wait, wait. What? I, we should probably mention some some studio news first, which is our controller, our Juice Mancy patch, is coming into beta this right. week. And I want to mention, so I did the trailer... Uh, voiceover for this yesterday and saying Juice Mancy Patch as a as a thing you it's it becomes very hard to actually say it with the proper enunciation. So you is know it what? M as in Mancy? Well, it's not the the problem isn't the pronunciation; it's the enunciation, the stress of the vowels. Juice Mancy Patch. So you end up saying Mancy Juice Patch. Mancy Patch, <laughs> and it took like just five the, of these times. The Mancy times. just kind of bubbles to the surface. Juice this Mancy Patch. Yet another company we could start is the Mancy Patch Kids. Yeah. <laughs> or just Mancy their- Patch. Just in general. They're creepy skeletal doll like things <laughs> that you carry around with you. But so Patrick and I were, were working on this thing and I couldn't this is a couple minutes of me yelling juice Bancy Patch and damn it. <laughs> it, juice Man say it, patch in a variety of uh with a variety of enunciations, and uh finally at the end of it, I just put a very deliberate pause between the two, and it ended up sounding so hilarious because it sounded like I forgot to say the word patch. So that's what we're going to use in yeah. the actual trailer. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. And I was like, because that's the first thing that happens in the trailer. Me to go. Right. Ghost. Yeah, and I was like, yes, this is going to be good. Yeah, and your your voiceover trailer skills, even though you've only employed them now three times. Mm-hmm are really coming They're along pretty good. Yeah, you've if had we'll zero practice. Get some range. But still know? have made progress. I mean, it's really incomprehensible that that would be a thing. Yeah, would it would happen. be nice if we could just do that with other stuff. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm at the, you know, when you're fact, at the I very skated three times, I could basically go to the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you're at the when you're at the very bottom of the learning curve, the lerve, the lerve, then any time you spend in it, you just get tremendous gains, you know? That's, That's true. Th- yeah, that is true. So I'm sure I'm going to hit a plateau in like the next patch just sound the same as the previous ones and everyone would be like, this guy's losing it. Losing yeah. I guess I guess when you're really bad at something, then the bad parts are super obvious. And you can be like, yeah. oh yeah, I could I could try to fix that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Whatever the news. Pokemon. Pokemon. So it's Very important. Um, you know, may cause a war at some point. Who's on sun and who's on moon? That's the important question of this podcast. Is which Pokemon version are you gonna be getting? Because we're all getting it, and we're actually declaring Pokemon weekend next weekend. Um, I'll be Having a ton of snacks in my house and maybe blow up the airbed. If people don't even want to leave. Go <laughs> sort of, to a, sort of a sort of a game way. jam, but with but, yeah, but the but goal. Game the decides. goal will be to from Friday at five p.m. to Sunday midnight to. Complete a Pokédex. Ooh, that's a. Uh, I don't know if that's physically that's possible. That was like, I don't right know. There. I don't know how big this game is. The other, the previous ones have been about between thirty and forty hours. My goal to is to catch all the Pokemon. No, no, no. To like finish the game. Oh yeah, I was gonna yeah. say yeah. To complete the Pokédex, that's like that's that's enormous. hundreds and hundreds of hours, right? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but between you know, between like five or six people, if we can divvy up the work. Effectively, mm. the trading is not. You don't have to use the trading cords and stuff. You oh, know, you're like saying complete a Pokédex sort of like a collaboratively, yeah, Pokedex, yeah, a single Pokédex on someone's device. My only goal is just to play Pokemon until I can't stand it anymore. Because my and only then experience you can sit Pokemon, and play Pokemon is to is to uh, <laughs> it, the game is just. It's so simple mm-hmm. that very quickly as I get into it, any little thing, it starts to become fragile as a, as a gameplay experience. So that what any mean? little thing that causes like a setback. So for example, I started replaying a little bit in preparation for this. The Whichever, what was the last one? XY? Yeah. So I started replaying a bit and then I got to some point, turn off my device, turn it back on, and I'd lost like the last 15 minutes. Did it's only 15 minutes. Save. Well, that was exactly oh, yeah. it. Yeah. I just forgot you to still have to manually You still have to for save, some reason right? manually save it. Right. So... <laughs> Uh, so this so this happened, and it was it was going through some boring boring fucking oh, little no. thing, you know. And I was like, "You got cutscenes? It's dead. only exactly because our cutscenes <laughs> are just garbage. Yeah, they're absolute garbage. Like you just have to you have to listen to people say just stupid stupid mm-hmm. things to which, each other. Wait, which version was this? X Y the last one? Okay, I will say. So Diana and I played the demo on our DS's, and the the enemy team that we were fighting against is Team Skull? Yeah. I, did I, you did see Denny how they the move? It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> they I don't know. Walk. I don't even know how is to it. Is it like a West Side it. Story situation? Basically like they is. Kinda, they kinda yeah basically they is. They kind of dance. But, stra- but add yeah. to that sort of almost procedural movement, it could, not really because it's Nintendo, but plus like but a little bit of hip-hop, like, just a little bit. It's just like a it's 3% hip hop dance and It's, it's like, real weird But that's how they walk Everywhere yeah. Jay and I were laughing hysterically <laughs> So was it's like every 90 steps Do they flip around And do one moonwalk step I and mean, flip back around They're again? literally just Hand driving the entire Time they're moving It's incredible <laughs> And these are the These are the bad these guys These are the bad guys Which yeah. is like How could you possibly They're like Oh yeah we're gonna Fuck you up And then they just Kind <laughs> and of and like start dancing dance. around <laughs> Really, yeah, it's, I, it's let's dance. It's a baffling design decision, but I love it. Well, I think that's the thing about Pokemon. Like they, they just don't give a shit. Like they can be goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like their their whole thing is this lighthearted goofiness. But yeah. that's you actually really, it's something that I've never been able to tell though. Is is it lighthearted goofiness or is it just actually dumb? Mm. Because it's mm. all about intent. It I, think it's, I, think I think it's goofy. K- I think it's goofy. Okay. There's a lot of really morbid and dark yeah. shit in Pokemon. I and mean, that's true. Like, yeah, if you if you read into the, even just like the very brief descriptions they give on the Pokedex, they convey it in this lighthearted way. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, this Pokemon, you know, stays alive by siphoning the souls of other Pokemon and drinking <laughs> right. their blood. It also <laughs> likes flowers. Right? And they're like, Whoa. Isn't there one that uses the skull of its mother as a mask Cubone. or something? Cubone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's an oldie. It's pretty, it's an old yeah, dark, and it, and pretty it looks kind of like a puppy. Yeah, it's, like, more, it's like a puppy, but also wearing its dead mother's face on its face. <laughs> one of the Maurice ones I saw was, uh, it's a ghost and plant type that you find in the forest. Ghost and plant. And it looks like a little cute. sort of Is like that fantasy. a glant or a post? I can't remember. <laughs> it's a glant post. Uh, the, it has like a cute little sort of childlike phantasm body, like Casper, and then this pumpkin sort of, or like a wood log head, I think. Okay. And, and the description for it, is essentially that it's thought to be the soul of like a child that was lost in the woods and died. Yeah, yeah that that's got fucked it, up. Like getting its head stuck in a pumpkin. I don't know, but then it turns into this thing called tri- Trevenant, which is like tree and revenant mm. put together. Oh, is is that isn't isn't a huge. revenant sort of like someone that's come Raised back from, from the, the dead? dead. Yeah. yeah, that's fucked is up. His name, was it was the kid's name Trevor? Also, <laughs> Trevor <It> probably was. <laughs> Trevor's all the over soul, the place. Well, of course, there's a lot of these Pokemon though. So there's like there's like a thousand Trevors that wandered into the woods and true, yeah, became. Oh, so plant, can we talk about how brilliant posts. the uh, splitting of the versions thing is with Pokemon, because, I mean... Yeah, think about but, if we did that. Okay, if we, yeah, if we did that nowadays, we people would be, destroyed. Like, yeah, people be like, what the fuck is this? You guys are just trying to make us buy more copies or yep. whatever. Yeah. This was this was back in the days of innocence. <laughs> yep, when Pokemon came <laughs> out. And it was people- like, oh, that's so cool. I have to trade my Pokemon? That's so cool. I don't get to have everything in this game. <laughs> I love it. I can go talk to my friends, and they have it's it. It's like and- a social experience. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should have unless they release it on mobile, then they'll then they'll see a change of heart. We could have codename brunch and codename Elevensies as our next two titles that are paired together, you know? Yeah. Elevensies is the Hobbit, second breakfast for those mm-hmm. of you who I've always so wanted to make know. a game. There's actually two two split games where one of them is like an RTS and it's a complete standalone game and another one's something else and it's also a complete standalone game. And then somehow those games they talk talk to each other and you need both of them to be running for them both to function. Mm, so it ends right. up being like a community thing yeah that'd be so cool but also very fragile because if yeah. one of them isn't very good then the be be like, i'm not playing. playing this and then <laughs> and if one was just like i'm not playing this for a moment then nobody's playing it yeah and yeah so you have two games that both would collapse at the same sure time we could jam that out <laughs> we could build a game jam a double series of game jams and games that do that sure and just see what happens we could probably maybe tie one of them to to the Yeti. to the Yeti, which yeah. if you haven't played, by the way, still up on itch.io, you can do Yeti back. So, like, flips. for example, we could have it so that one of the games is one of those sort of merchant simulators where you're running a shop, right? Where you're running the bank. Yeah, and we'll see. And, then, you're, you're <laughs> and the, sell yetis, to the Yetis come yeah. flying through, <laughs> and you got you to give them but interest But those are payments. actual players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. What other yeah. news we got this week? Anything else industry-wise that you guys have seen? What, what else has happened? I haven't necessarily paid much attention to the industry this past week. I've been trying to be not on the internet. That's been my strategy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, what I did this weekend to get off the uh, yeah. internet was I uh, got on the internet in a different way. Yeah. I was uh, like, I was like, I'm going to learn Python this weekend. So, I did. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. What's Python? It is a programming language that's very straightforward and easy to sort of use and understand because it doesn't have all these things like having to use like weird curly brackets and semicolons over the place and shit. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very easy, like easy to read and easily structured and stuff. And it's really powerful. So, um, so yeah, I just was like, I'm going to make a little application in Python. And so I spent about 20, 25 hours this weekend just poking around in Python. So you just got, you got jazzed up. On yeah, I accident, Accidentally uh, stayed up too late, and now I'm feeling the consequences. <laughs> I got. I was wrangling the Python a little too, a little too much. Yeah, pe- <laughs> so, people don't understand the dangers of programming well enough. If you're doing a lot of Python wrangling and staying up too late, Yeah, well, and it's yeah. still the case now that like I'm dreaming in code blocks. Right. I mean, yeah. this this happens if you program a shitload, um, and especially if you're if you're doing it in such a way where you're like really actively taking in a whole bunch of new information because your your brain has to process that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you can't do it consciously. You have to just take the info in and then let your subconscious churn on it and it sort of becomes ingrained, right? Um, and so a lot of that kind of happens when you have mental downtime. And that's like if you program all day and then you try to go to sleep, mm-hmm. then your weird, brain's still weird like programming. shit happens. Yeah. yeah, your brain is still going at it. You can't sleep because about every five or 10 minutes, some like code block or some solution to a problem will just like go boop. It'll just pop out in your <laughs> mind and you're like, fuck. Get back in there. <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> it can still happen for hours. You know, it's funny because I... I So I haven't actually programmed in a good while. But last night, Diana, my fiance, was interested in... You mean wife? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, take, so it, it takes you. a while, doesn't it? <laughs> I've only actually gotten to say that like three times. My uh, wife. <laughs> the wife. The wife was telling me. The old wife. Uh, so she was interested in picking up programming. So we pop on Code Academy and then start doing some PHP, which for those of you uninitiated, uh, is essentially how a lot, just a, a huge majority of the websites uh, do all the cool stuff they do with database technology. So Facebook, for example, runs on PHP. And what it allows you to do is rather than just send a static immutable uh, document up to be shown by the browser, it lets you change a bunch of stuff and then send it up. And so this lets you do custom. So it's basically, wait, when you normally see a, a just a basic static website, you're seeing HTML. Correct. And PHP allows you to take inputs and then generate new html, HTML that right. uh, that adapts to what the user wants yeah. yeah so it's it's sort of like to me it's the it's the funnest part of of uh, web programming that i've per- personally participated in besides doing databasing stuff and so diane and i start running through this and even just helping her on occasion answering questions i was getting super excited because I'm looking at, I haven't gotten to code in so long, and, like, just the, the sort of weird mental state that you get in from programming, where you get this sort of hyper-focus, and it's always just about, like, the very next thing you can do. So it literally mm. feels like playing a video game. Like, yeah. Yeah. absolutely to it me. It is playing a video game. And Yeah, it absolutely is. And so you're just waiting for that feedback to kick out, where it's like, oh, yeah, you print your variable correctly, and you're like, yeah, it's so <laughs> and then you go on to the next thing. Um, so if, you have, if anybody hasn't actually tried it, I would say get on Code Academy. There's a PHP one at the bottom there. And just just take like half. It literally takes half an hour to do the first like set of lessons, and it is so damn yeah. fun. I mean, my my wife uh, started programming last night. Also, hey, yeah. what is this? <laughs> just by coincidence, <laughs> but yeah, she was she was uh, playing around with the command line interface, which oh. you know, if you, if you've been programming for a long time, you're like, oh yeah, command line interface, it's just like you just don't don't give it commands that, and man. stuff comes out you know, in interfaces. Yeah, uh, face, interface. but and and it's and it's it's used to do a lot of stuff like executing programs and oh. navigating through directories and stuff like that. Um, and it was so cool to watch because she'd be like, LS, which is the command to just list the current files that are in the directory that you're in. And she'd be like, LS. You'd be like, boom. And it would show the stuff on the screen. She's like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it showed me everything. And yeah. she's like, CD. And she's like, navigating all the different directories and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, there's something lines. about, because I love using command line because it's also, as other command line nerds will attest, it's just actually way faster once you start doing it and become fluent Instead in it. of having to, like, click all over the Place yeah, and, but there's yeah. but there's another benefit, which is that it brings you to the same level as the as the code, as the, the stuff machine. that you're writing yeah. like, to the machine. Well, because right? if you ever used DOS back in the day, that yeah. was all command line. Right. It's all command line, and so now you're Windows, you're is, talking just, Windows to the is just Windows is just strapped on top of command line, right. right? Yeah. So so yeah, if you're using a normal application, you're clicking on menus and doing all this kind of stuff, and in the background, that's the triggering all these different things that happen to the code, right? But when you're in a command line, you're just talking right to the machine, so you can just tell it to you're do like, hey, whatever buddy. you. You want, yeah. Hey, buddy. And there's something. There's just something that feels really good about being on that level because it Is feels it like, like a you're, oneness. Yeah, you know? it's like it's like driving a stick. It's like yeah. being versus so it's like a, being a horsewhisked card. You yeah, know? like yeah. there's people who ride the horses, and then there's the people who can talk to horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another. You're like you're right. It's another level of of you know oneness with the thing. Yeah. Well, then anytime then you're trying to do something really interesting. So take like this stuff I've been doing with Sam with the uh, Inkscape. Uh, automatic mm-hmm. output stuff. So most programs have some sort of a command line interface, but Inkscapes is not very good because it wasn't designed to be a command line mm-hmm. program. And so it has a very limited set of things you can do. And, and then once you become familiar with it, then you're just like, you're still talking to it and making it do stuff, but it doesn't quite do what you want. So then you're kind mm-hmm. of angry at it. Right. Right. But then you take other languages like Git uh, or other programs like Git, which are designed to be interacted with on the command line. And anything in the universe you can possibly do with that thing can be done just by typing a command. Mm-hmm. The which means console. you can write other programs. You can write other programs that, that, that talk send to send command it. line commands to exactly. them. And make them do stuff yep. automatically. So you're like, hey, buddy, tell your buddy hey buddy i made i made thing. you <laughs> i made you to talk to this <laughs> other boy or take or take one of our biggest problems right now is building all of the all of our games for all of the different platforms they need to be built for mm-hmm. uh, cuz we have a lot of games now there are a lot of platforms, and right now in Game Maker, it's a manual. Like they've there's, made it as easy as possible. Once you're in Game Maker, you just choose a few options, click a button, and you're done. Right. But there's no command line access. There's no command line access, so we can't just set up a machine somewhere that just has a, a program running that just talks to Game Maker and says, "Hey, build it with these settings." Right? Mm. We have to go in with a person and have them go choose options and hit output. Which is dumb yeah. as fuck, right? Because anything <laughs> where you do any, any piece of software, any, any, uh, productional piece of software that needs to be able to do time consuming stuff needs a command line interface so that people can actually automate it. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this becomes especially important. Like you were saying, when we are deploying to now, what is it? Uh, we have yeah iTunes and iOS. We have five games across three platforms. Or no, five yeah, games across but even, two but even platforms. Crashlands, plus an, one game that has two other platforms also. Yeah, even yeah, Crashlands by itself has six versions yeah. floating out. Yeah. yeah. Two on Steam, two on GOG, one on Android, and one on. IOS. Well, then now we're about to, as we said, we're about to go into beta testing. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, I think it's beta testing. Actually, well, it should be live by the time the podcast goes live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so go grab yourself a beta copy and check it out. If not, check yeah. your email, because I think we're going to send out a yeah. an email yeah. so, info page about it. Yeah, you're not guaranteed to get it because of how our emailing system works, but it's going to go to a lot you of You might. Half but of you. Might. Half of you might get it. A bunch of you. Flip a coin but uh, that's what we do. (laughs) That is basically exactly what we do. Um, But yeah, so that means that we also have to, before we even go build the final thing and publish it, which is in itself is another pain in the ass. uh, We have to build the beta versions and get those out. And so it's actually like getting to the point of where we are and when we've made all these changes we want to make and having it all go live is this just elaborate time consuming, human consuming sequence of steps that are just a sequence of steps. The best part is if Seth forgets to check a box, like the Steam check box, yeah. Come back on Steam, has to go restart. Yeah, yeah. and I just restart. Yeah, rebuild it, and then go get the files, and then re-upload it, and then check and pull it down to make sure. <laughs> so <laughs> rather yeah. mind-numbing. So if you ever find yourself doing really tedious stuff with software that is clearly just a sequence of steps. Try to find line. a command line interface to it. Learn about the command line. There's also Code Academy courses for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it turns out it has a bad command line system, then you should go complain to the developer, which normally I wouldn't recommend, but this is <laughs> <better. laughs> one of you're putting us in some hot water. <laughs> we, right, make, we make games. Take, to yeah, to be fair, to we don't have command line access in Crashlands, but that's because it's not what it's for. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Does anybody else ah. have, do you have any more pieces of news before we move nah, on to let's, some queries? Let's what get else has some, happened? Has anything happened? That no, no, literally doesn't happen. Pokemon weekend we cover the beta. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this past week has just That's been super it. quiet. Um, no world news to speak of. Yeah, nothing at all. Yeah. So all right. Thanksgiving is next week. Mm. That's true. Right. Yeah, prepare your turkey. Prepare your, prepare your turkey. That's all I have to say about it. hopefully yep. your family's fun. If not, if not, avoid, avoid them. If not, just eat way more turkey than you can handle and just pet the, the fuck out. Not- <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to move on to some questions, and these come from uh, podcast.bscotch.net. You can ask a question anonymously or with your b ID. Or anonymously. And I think after today, we definitely will need another, another batch of them, so feel free to hop in and throw your question in the ring. And uh, the first one today comes from Fluffless. Who asks, how did you guys come up with the general gameplay style of, please scream this, CRUSH well, oh, Nice. It kind of reverberated yeah. in the rafters up there. <laughs> it did. It's good. <laughs> I don't think our mics will pick it up, but you people can trust us. All right, it so happened. how did we do that? We talked about this actually a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah how we-, we build games, just period. Yeah, so we have a, a pretty specific mechanism by which we build games, it's which very we, complex. we employed it in Crashlands sort of on accident. Well, I guess we've always kind of done it on accident, but Crashlands uh, actually didn't start with gameplay uh, in mind. Mm-hmm. The original concept of Crashlands was um, just trying to capture the idea of exploring a world and building stuff. So uh, we had been making top-down games in the past, so Tile Fight 2 and Quadrupus, and we kind of felt like that was a really good way to you know, that, that top-down view is a really good way to convey a world. Um, if you make, a, like, a 2D platformer from the side, you know, you get a weird kind of slice of the world, and it's harder to make it feel expansive and stuff. So, so we're like, yeah, it has to be top-down. Um, and then we just started throwing stuff in the world, and it just sort of slowly molded. Uh, but as far as the actual sort of technique that we use, um, there's a concept in games called a vertical slice, which is where you sort of make a version of the game that has a uh, a reduced amount of content, but all the game's systems, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like if you had one of those old picture books where they did the cross sections of like a, a steamship, you know, so they cut it in half. They're like, here's all the different pieces that are inside of this. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, if you were to actually put it out in the water, it would sink. It would fucking sink (laughs) because you cut it in half. Because there's not enough stuff in it yet. Yeah. It's not a content-complete steamship. It technically has an engine and everything else, and it has some crew and some quarters. But it only has half of a crew because you cut right. the person in half, right. I assume. Also so, so, the, so, the, so that's, that's one way. And the, and so people use vertical slices in games, for example, like, let's say, let's say a bigger company comes to us and they say, Hey, we want to contract you guys to make a game about our, our IP or something. But as a proof of concept, you need to make a vertical slice to show us like what the first 20 or 30 minutes of gameplay would look like as a, like as a complete experience. So That would be a vertical slice. Um, But what we do in our games is actually some kind of weird, like half horizontal diagonal slice Mm -hmm. where we start with one game system and we put that in there and then we start expanding it um, in content until we feel like we understand that system well enough to start adding something else on top of it. There's usually a feeling of fullness, I think, is just the way I describe it. Like you build enough content for it such that the system feels like it has enough stuff. Yeah, you know, and um, some things like the problem with Crashlands from a recipe based system is that if you have all these different types of items, you need a certain amount of content for each type of item. So for example, trinkets, gadgets, whatever else, there are 30 plus of pretty much everything because for whatever reason, that seemed to be the rough place at which things felt full and good, you know, yep. just to pack of that much crap in them. So yeah, and it came down to the, now Crashlands has 550 or something yeah. recipes. Um, and that's what it took for, for all those different systems to feel complete. Um, and of course every new system you add changes the way previous systems tend to exist because you're changing the the ecosystem mm-hmm. of the game and and games are balanced sort of in in a larger system like that so yeah so basically what we do is we we create a system flesh it out as much as we think is appropriate, and then come up with a new system to layer on top of it, do that, flesh that out, and then also go back and re-evaluate the previous system. So we just just keep doing that until finally we are satisfied with all the things we have uh, in the game system-wise and then make sure that we take the time to make it feel full, um, like a full experience, and then we kick it out. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, so instead of doing a horizontal slice or vertical slice, we kind of go diagonally. Yeah, more like a zigzag. Yeah. Stairstep slice. Stairstep. Zag slice. It's like one of those scissors with, like, the really weird cutting edge on it. That's what we do. For making fancy bows? Yeah. Or whatever it's for? I think you're thinking of a knife. (laughs) 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 We use fancy bow scissors to make our Mm. games. All right, next question comes from uh, both Khaki Chan 2 and Torkish Chinado. I'll just read one of them. Who asks, now with the update that removed the Butter Up a Friend option, can I still somehow get the perks that came from them? And the other one is uh why are all the butter up and front options being removed with the most recent updates on iOS? Let's talk about this. Also he wanted to say that we're awesome. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. So Adam, what's the <laughs> what's the situation with the ripping out of the butter up and gifting system and all that stuff? And- so uh so here's what happened. What happened? So, so gifting, gifting I yarn, think only yeah. barely worked on iOS anyway for a long time, which we only we were kind of aware of, but we thought like we're like nobody's buying these anyway, so we didn't really worry about it. And if, then then Six months later, we we're like, well, nobody's buying them because they can't because they're all broken. So turns out it wasn't broken. great evidence, but anyway, any event, so so we, uh, I guess a few weeks ago had sure go through and start updating all of our stuff and get ready for the most recent uh, iOS version and all that kind of stuff. Basically, just get everything refreshed and up to date with a new B sketch ID, all that kind of stuff. So he's doing it, and we're like, well, we should probably also refresh all of this, and so we. Got all those systems back working again supposedly and then you know submitted it to apple so we fixed all the so all fixed the, it we fixed all the ways that you could purchase giftable giftable right. butter in other words and it actually gift- finally worked so it finally works and then uh so we submitted we submitted all of our stuff back so we had you know five or i guess four games in that case to, to resubmit to apple um two or three of them just sailed through and it was fine and then the other one uh apple re- replied and we're like you can't you can't do this gifting thing. It violates the store terms. It violates the store terms. And they pointed us to a term, which it absolutely does ver- yeah. yeah. It literally says like, you can't gift copies of your yeah, It's unambiguous. <laughs> we're not allowed to do that. Yeah, and we on, were like, on iOS. Oh, uh... shit. <laughs> yeah, so we, we either didn't see the, that entry in the terms, because the terms are long, you know. So. The but, but the terms get updated regularly. But they also get updated regularly. So Sweet. we, it we don't know. New. Yeah, we don't know if, uh, if we were always in violation or at some point they changed that. We have no idea. And, And I mean, in all likelihood, that term is there for a good reason, which is to prevent people from doing bad things. That's a lot of why Apple's policies are in place. Uh, Of course, in our case, we're trying to help both Apple and our players by letting them spend money on each other, which people like and which Apple would presumably like. Uh, So it violates the letter of the law, though probably not the spirit. So in any event, so then we discovered that and we're like, well, fuck, now we can't. We we can't just say we don't know about it anymore, right? We can't we definitely do. Cuz we definitely <laughs> do. And so that means that we we had to go back and with with a game that got caught and that then informed us there was a problem. We had to take take out gifting. So we had Across to we had library. to go in and reject. I should say, we, sure, yeah, had sure, to, had to go, go, sure. Did all this. Yeah, uh, he took over the whole thing. Um, he had to go in and reject our own submissions yeah. for the other games that did get through. Because we're like, well, these Apple approved them, but they are in violation of this right. thing. So and we, we know it we now, now, so we can't just be like, oh, we didn't know what happened, right? So, right. so we had to go back through and just and remove gifting. For for iTunes specifically. Uh, And so that is just going to be the case moving forward that we, because we cannot have a gifting system within Apple's ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So it will not be coming back. We can't put it back. We also don't want to remove the perks that are related to that because some people got them. Well, this actually brings me to another kind of bigger question Hmm. because our portfolio is changing over time. And um, there's definitely going to be a time where maybe like 10 years from now, where maybe Roid Rage is no longer out there yeah. or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a suite of perks that some people have that are just no longer attainable. These are like cultural artifacts. Yeah. For yeah. all you old food. And I, I've been thinking about this and I'm, I'm a, like, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Well, it depends what we do with perks because right now perks and level are the same. Like the number of perks you have is your B ID level. Right. So if we made it the case that your B ID level determined some aspects of what you're allowed to do, then that mm-hmm, sucks. Then now would suck Cause now all of a sudden we've gated things away from you. Um, so as long as, as long as the system stays primarily as a trophy based system, uh, kind of a record of your involvement with us, with the studio, and then also with your community that you've built within the the games that we've made. Then, then, then I think it's fine. And so this is one of those cases where those people who were playing our games back before Apple changes terms, or back before we noticed the, what the terms were, mm-hmm. uh, and were gifting at that time, now they that's cool. Now they get to be those few people who actually have that achievement, and it, and it does still exist on Google Play, mm-hmm. which at least to our knowledge is not in violation of their terms, mm-hmm. though. They, their terms tend to come, kind of come in line so there's a decent chance that mm-hmm. either it actually <laughs> is or it will become that way. Which maybe um, we'll have to review them or well? we'll probably review <laughs> those uh, but for now anyway you can still gift on on Android but uh, but yeah, that's where we are. Hmm. So sorry about that. Uh, hope you got on that train when you could. It has <laughs> left the station. Anymore. <laughs> Our next question comes from Matt 5597. He says, you chose the shenanigans part of your name so you wouldn't limit yourself to just making games. Any idea for non-game things, or have you guys locked in to game making at this point? Well, so we've come more and more to realize that we are developing a whole bunch of tools in-house mm-hmm. that have been incredibly useful for us, or will be. Um, and we always have the conversation about, should we should we sell this to mm-hmm. other people? <laughs> <laughs> what? Um... <laughs> We don't know yet because there is the there's that issue of so so there's a big problem that could happen if you make a tool. So we're, I'm working on the Shenanimator right now, mm-hmm. which is an animation tool that's specifically meant for uh, skeletal slash procedural animation inside of Game Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means it already has a limited market in the sense that only people who use Game Maker can use it. Right. But it's still a big market. It's a pretty big market. Um, but so the, here's the question. Like, let's say we put let's say we, we finished up this animator and we actually sell it as a piece of software for maybe like a hundred bucks a copy or something like that. And we get enough sales from it that we end up with something like thirty thousand dollars. Okay, which is hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's not enough money to hire somebody to maintain it. Yeah, but that is enough copies sold. That we will have a lot of tech support coming in mm-hmm. right well that's actually only 300 copies yeah which wait 300 right it's a thousand dollars for a hundred bucks a piece oh right yeah. yeah no wait yeah 300 copies yeah <laughs> yeah like, so but here's the thing. Like it, w- w- <laughs> yeah, we, right, but, it's, but it's a hobbyist tool, right? Yeah, yeah. So people who get it would be using it pretty intensely, probably. Yeah. Um, and they are also sort of tech savvy people who are gonna be like making they're making games, they're making animations. But I mean, the stuff. broader point is the more people buy the software and use it, the more time we have to spend doing support and mm-hmm. further developing that yeah. product and so because it, we've now made it for an outward-facing audience. Yeah, so it has to be successful enough that we can bring in that you can Some turn help, it into a business. Turn, yeah, so basically, bring in a division of into butterscotch that manages and develops and maintains that tool. Because we also don't want to make something and just put it out and be like, "There, good luck, good luck. luck." Hopefully, this doesn't break in a while, right? Right. Um, we have to we have to maintain stuff that we make. So, um, we would only put something out there if we were confident that it was going to do so well that it would actually allow mm-hmm. us to expand like that. Yes, yeah, so I think. That Otherwise, I'm- we're just making more work for ourselves. Yeah, tools division is something we've been. We've definitely been kicking around for a while, um, and then beyond that, we we have talked in in parts at various times about uh, potential publishing stuff somewhere down the line. Once we're more familiar and feel like we actually have something to offer in that regard. Oh yeah, once we've published enough stuff successfully that we know that we, we actually know why we're successful right. or not. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have the butter smooth shenana tools will be the one mm, yeah. division, and then butterscotch yeah. shenanalish is the publishing Shenan-lish. house. Shenanalish. <laughs> Is that bubblisher k- bub pubble publiscotch <laughs> pubble publiscotch shenanalish English. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's gonna be very searchable. Yep. <laughs> it will be. I mean, once the, you know it. Sense, nobody will have it. In the <laughs> sense that nobody will have it. Nobody will have it. By that shovel, domain. But we'll take all the vowels. So, <laughs> it's, yeah, right. so it's modern. Yeah, obviously. All right, <laughs> next question comes from Peace and Bullets. Would you ever consider making an incremental game? Those are the games that make you happy because the numbers keep getting bigger forever. Is that just like a clicker? Is that what that means? A clicker, a clicker, yeah. Uh, inflation RPG, which you do not download because your life will be stolen away from you for about four to six hours. But well, then it's fine. But afterwards, then it's fine. Um, would we ever make one of those guys? I've been thinking about that. It wouldn't. It doesn't take long at all. Yeah, the, yeah. It's it's easy because you just need to make numbers get bigger, which. Yeah. Spoiler alert! It's not very hard in programming. <laughs> you just add them or multiply Although, them. You do run into problems once they get too big, like in Quadrupus Rampage, where you actually run into the ceiling of the integer. Well, no, here's here's what you do. You basically set a cap. So, for example, if you say uh, if the number gets above a million, then you divide it by a million, right? And mm-hmm. then that's your new number. And then you just add an M. We have ways of getting around these. So you can can keep just kind of screwing with it, and then and then so now you're just basing it off of like you know 1.2, and now you just add your your uh, growth curve to that. So now it's like 1.8 m, two m. (laughs) So you just start it over because I mean, who gives a (laughs) crap? How long do you think it would take us to make an actual clicker game like something like Cookie Clicker or some shit that just has sort of an infinite growth curve? Yeah, I mean, that's that's literally like a couple hours. Is it not? Yeah, it yeah, but it it's about fine-tuning the balance a bit, though, because you've got to you got to have the good, proper acceleration rate right. to make it feel... Yeah, really we, we actually, for a while back, we talked about the idea of making a... To experiment with online stuff, we talked about making a clicker game where you could also attack other people's operations and yeah. take their whatever the fuck... I mean, and there is, there is a capitalism clicker thing that I think is doing pretty well on on mobile but that was basically the idea that we had it was a capitalism clicker but it and you grew, satirical in the same way because it can't help but be in that context but yeah but where it's actually multiplayer so that you would send you would have to buy like lawyers would be currency mm. right so you have to buy lawyers and then you'd have to use to them to each other yeah They'd use them to sue each other so they get they so get it's kind of like liking each other yeah like in clash of clans you gotta you gotta recruit soldiers and stuff to attack other people's right villages but in the business simulator those are lawyers right, right? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, had, we actually had a- we had but Of a course, you got to pay those lawyers out. so they consume resources constantly, right. right? Yeah, we had a full fleshed out plan for that, actually. And then th- this was this was at some point, I can't remember when this was. This was at some point when we were trying out a whole bunch of weird stuff for some reason. It was while we were still working on Crashlands, I think. But I think we wanted to, yeah, everyone you know, was like break. freaking out because they were like, we're just- We're, we're taking too in the weeds. <laughs> we're taking so long to make yeah, this damn so thing. We, so we were like, let's just make something little and just fun and kick it out. And so we- Went through a lot of ideas like yeah, that. Yeah, the, the problem though is like with an idea like that is it easily just keeps growing. You know, just like mm-hmm. the game concept itself, yep. it just keeps infinitely getting bigger yep. until eventually, like, Oh, this is not feasible. We do this. <laughs> Our next question comes from French Toast Mafia. Has codename brunch possessed enough brunchy goodness for you to feel good about your success from Crashlands? He said, "I've had a limited runway, a time limited runway success with a thing, and know what you're talking about in past episodes about completing." A huge project, uh, presumably in terms of how it gives you some postpartum creative depression of some sorts. Um, so, where I guess kind of where are we at on this codename brunch idea? What are we doing? I would expect no other question from the French toast idea <laughs> <Maya laughs> and one about codename brunch. He's very concerned about he's real right. fixated on breakfast brunch food idea. <laughs> he or she, we know everybody loves French toast, mm-hmm, that's true. Um <laughs> What do what do we know about code name brunch? Uh, nothing. I guess I don't even know. Is it what we're actually working on now, or did well? There's we... the beauty of of a code name <laughs> is it can be whatever you is <sighs> it can be whatever you want. Yeah, I the mean, public be... facing one is one thing, but I don't actually know what we're referring to now when we talk about code name brunch. Yeah, uh, to me, Codename brunch is still the original sort of design. Okay. Intent. Which Would you, means- okay. Hold on. What? We're talking in all kinds of veiled code language <laughs> here. Yeah. Do we want to actually just talk about what we intended with codename brunch? No, 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 no. I think. Wait. Did we at all? I'm trying to remember. No, we, we, we like, did We bleeped right? it out. We kept it all. Oh, that's The, true. Trush, yeah, yeah. the problem, is, of course, so. it makes for terrible uh, podcast discussion. Well, we just yeah, move we're on. Talk say about we're <laughs> just gonna move on. All right. Question comes from Misarium, mis- mis- <laughs> who asks, "I just tried out Quadrupus today. Any chance of bringing it to Steam?" Now that you redid all the artwork, which has not been done, by the way, completely, uh, we might as well do that too. And controller support while you're at it, because that'd be awesome. Love you guys and lady. <laughs> and multiplayer and <laughs> MMO. Miseria you're, really, you're really blowing our scope out of scope. Yeah, what's so so let's 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 condense this question. Put it on Steam, redo all the artwork, controller support. For the Okay. For quartiers. So that's not going to happen for the original quadrupus. In, in fact, none of this is going to happen for the yeah. original. Quadrupus. The original quadrupus, we have after some some consternation, perhaps soul searching, some soul searching. We realize that in um, depth that taking an existing game that people are our tentacles, mm-hmm. yeah, taking an existing game that people are passionate about, that they have played for a long time, whatever, and then just being like, this is something different now, sort of fucked up. So yep. that, and we don't want to do any fucking free to play games if we can help it. Yep. Yeah, we're over that. Uh, yeah. So, so we want to move on with the the new version of Quadrupus, this remaster thing that we've been talking about as a new experience, total standalone thing, um, with its own sort of new game systems mm-hmm. and. Um, some of the older stuff will be there. So yeah, It'll inherit a lot of stuff. It's good, Yeah, it's going to inherit a lot of stuff, but it's also, we're also going to lay a lot more stuff on top of it. Um, And we want to bring in some stuff like that quadrupus like narrative. What? Yeah, <laughs> uh, because we learned a lot about that from Crashlands, and we think that it's something that's super important. Might just um, be our bread and butter. We want to be sort of like the 2D Bethesda, you know? Mm-hmm. Dropping these big yeah. narrative-rich games in there. People are like, what? People be like, hey, you getting that new Skyrim? And some was like, no, nah, I'm getting that new Quadrupus. <laughs> Skyrim's it. for babies. Skyrim's for babies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we do plan on doing controller support. We do plan on bringing that to Steam. Um, but again, none of this applies to the, the old Quadrupus because there's also the, like Adam was saying, there's kind of the logistical nightmare of taking a free mobile game that even though the biggest question we get on it is, why is this free? Um, we get that question a lot on Quadrupus. Mm-hmm. But even though that happens... It's not going to change the fact that when we put it on Steam, there will be uh, some outrage. This is what we refer to as a PR nightmare. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's a technical term mm-hmm. in the industry. Yeah, because we we already had we already had sort of a vocal minority of people um, who were upset about Crashlands having a price differential between steam and mobile but uh i think there's a there's a mile of difference between that and then having a free versus paid mm-hmm. version right yeah uh, even if even if it was the exact same price differential, although i'm actually <laughs> that's true i actually i'm not sure that that would be true we're not going to do it so it doesn't even matter but I, but i'm not sure that would be true for one really important reason which is that the frustration that people seem to have isn't the price differential. It's that it's the same game and it has a price differential, right? Mm, because they yeah. feel like, because they, they're, they feel like they're paying for the content of, of the game. And so it doesn't make sense to them to in one place pay a different amount than another place when it's just, they're getting the same content or what they see as content. Right. Uh, but if you're doing free to play on one platform versus pay up front on another, where the free to play game has uh, all these things that needle you for money in the game, they have ads, all that kind of stuff, versus the standalone game that you just buy once and are done, then I don't think people will be outraged by that as much. I mean, there's always going to be yeah. a bit, right? But There will be a lot there, of them. There'll be some, yeah. Get this free buy garbage off the platform. <laughs> yeah. Well, that'll be the thing they'll do, though. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be that instead. So now they'll look at that there's a free version of that, and they'll be like, oh, this is going to be garbage, and they'll be angry about the fact that a free version exists, but not because... They feel like they're being ripped off. Here's a question. Why can't everybody calm the fuck down? I, How's that? For some How's reason, I, I'm envisioning envision some of these people. Like, they they get up out of bed. They're like, you know, shining, And then they're just like dancing their way, you know. Like, they have their breakfast. They get their coffee. They <laughs> settle it on the computer. And then they just like, their brow furrows. <laughs> they're just like, let's do this. <laughs> they just start screaming everything. And then, like, they clock out. You know, 5 p.m. comes like, okay, I'm done 10. for the day. I'm going to <laughs> go relax for a <laughs> all of my rage. I found so many things to be mad about today. I'm very... It's uh, a very, very rosy productive. picture and I think unfortunately those people are just that way there for their just entire life. All the time. All right, this yeah. uh final one I want to end on and we're going to do a slightly shorter podcast today, maybe forever, who knows? A short cast. Short our, cast. our lives are in absolute shambles yeah. right now. So we're going to steal 15 minutes from you guys to buff ourselves up. Yeah, I mean, my wife's getting a tattoo this evening. I got... Things to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, this one, this one's a fun one, and it's not really a question so much as a an interesting parable that I think. Parable. You guys might have something to say about. It's from Alan Falcon, who says, "In the beginning, there were rough-skinned newts and snakes who wanted to eat them. So the newts grew toxic, and the snakes became immune. The newts grew more toxic, the snakes more immune, until one newt could kill a hundred men." and no snakes. I think this is a parable about piracy. Oh. And I think it's a parable pleasures. about whatever matters to you. <laughs> okay, Adam, what's your what's the piracy take? Uh, turn this is the same because this is this is all about the uh, what's that the, what's what's that phrase where everybody's racing at for the same arms race an arms race right mm-hmm. where where there's no nobody wins but everybody becomes more powerful, right? So mm-hmm. you only win temporarily until the person catches up. and so in the end you just end up overpowered but not relative to the thing you're trying to become overpowered against, right? So in piracy, it's the same deal. If you if you look back at like kind of the peak of all of, of of this stuff, back when fucking Sony or whoever it was, EA, EA yeah. was, so was putting EA. root kits on people's computers, giving them like access to the core functionality of a machine because they they had gone to that far of a length. And and where most almost all of the users negatively impacted by all these really extreme anti-piracy measures that were happening at that time were just legit paying users. Uh so basically, but pirates were still there, right? Right. So they, so pi- like the, the sort of combat had accelerated so much that now the only people really being impacted in a negative way were just paying users who wanted to buy it in the first place as pirates weren't gonna fucking buy it mm-hmm. anyway. So the yeah. newts are just killing men and the snakes are just still eating newts. Yeah. Well let me ask you this we are in a hyper competitive industry. Yeah. Right? We're a game studio. Mm-hmm. And we often throw these numbers around, like how on you know, people talk about the indie apocalypse on Steam right. because oh my God, seven games are coming out a day or whatever. <laughs> um, but on mobile, that number is closer to like five hundred or six hundred games a day, mm-hmm. and that's where that's where we grew up, right? So are we the are we the newts in here? Ooh. We're like we we were our studio is kind of like forged in the murder den of mobile. <laughs> Um, the murdered in, and I would actually say no because we're not the efforts that we're making aren't efforts to compete against those people, right? We're basically doing our own thing, yeah. Well, I mean, it, being, it, is, it is true that like we can't go on to Steam and kill a hundred men as the metaphor, <laughs> right. right? Like we can't, we can't go on to Steam and just but if we crush them, but if we get a feature spot at the cost of somebody else. Because because we're adapting our techniques and our approach to launches and all that kind of stuff relative to what the store is doing, which is also doing it. So like here, basically the stores are the fucking newts. Where are the newts? I think everybody's stores a snake. newt and a so snake. snake. Yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah. So any this is really just about any relationship that you have that has any sort of growth involved, right? I think well, there's there's because there's an adversarial yeah. component, yeah, right? The adversarial cause, part. Because there's the idea that that um, that that competition sort of breeds power. Mm-hmm. And- Ooh, here's another one in multiplayer and competitive online multiplayer games mm-hmm. that have a really large amount of, of, of skill levels that, that you can go through. Then it's the same kind of deal here where as people become better and better relative to each other, the, the true competitors, it becomes a worse game for everybody else because now every gameplay experience you have is somebody yelling at you for sucking or just kicking your ass because you suck. Mm-hmm. Because you came to the party late and right. you are you're an old, you're an underpowered newt. You're an yeah. old newt. Yeah. For me, things <laughs> sea like, like CSGO, of for example, like that's a game, like, sure, I'm, I imagine there's there's got to be entry level stuff you can mm-hmm. do, but that's been around for so long and is so competitive. And there are people who are so good at that game. I, I'm just looking at it, I'm like, I don't, I don't even want to deal with what's going to happen when I try All to. Right, go I don't want to in walk into some. that murder den. Yeah. Like Seth said. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, and I wonder about things like Rocket League. Yeah. Where it, when it came out, everybody was real bad at it. Yep. Except for the people who had been playing supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars (laughs) for six years. And so if you, so around the time rocket league came out, they were having these, these tournaments, they were streaming on Twitch and stuff where you saw these people doing things that were just mind bogglingly crazy where they would be flipping through the air and like bouncing the ball around their car while they flipped and then slam it into the goal, you know, completely unopposed. Hmm. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Those guys are super good, right? And then fast forward a year later, uh, you can be playing in some of the lower tiers of the ranked ladder and see people occasionally pull moves like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Where those used to be the best players in the entire fucking universe mm-hmm. of Rocket League. And their techniques have been sort of propagated down. Right. Have you yep. seen that hilarious, the side by side of the like vault? the gymnastics vault in the U S from like, like 1950s to the most recent one. Right, It's literally like, if you oh, look yeah. at it, <laughs> it we, I thought yeah. it was a yeah. joke when they showed it because the, the person literally just like jumped over the, over and they just vault. jumped over it and landed. Yeah. People, and like, and everyone's wow, They wow. did not, they did not break anything. It's like, <laughs> like a nine. And then the <laughs> most recent one, they're like creating a small black hole of the swirl around briefly <laughs> <laughs> and then landing with concussive force. And everyone's like, it's like a six, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're like, wow, you <laughs> didn't quite bend space-time as well as the previous. Yeah. <laughs> so this is, yeah, it's an interesting. Well, it's, it's the sort of thing where it does, I think the problem you run into in the snake and newt scenario is if the thing that you're both trying to accomplish is not what your, act, your competitiveness is actually pushing you toward. Yeah. And this is what's happening, I think, in free-to-play a lot, which is, uh, as far as games are concerned, where sort of like our goal as a studio is to make really high-quality games. When that gets into a competitive space where you have to focus more so on making money, and then you're competing with everybody else to make because you can't make any more games. Yeah, if you don't do that, Um, then you're competing with everybody else to make a ton of money. You have this the race toward the bottom thing, and then a lot of this sort of like really gross feeling IAP stuff. Yeah. Well, and their strategy and the strategies are different. Where the strategy to make money is not to make the best game; Mm -hmm. it's to make the game that does the best job of making people spend money. Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the top charts. Mm-hmm. That's what you see. You yep. don't see for some reason there is no top rated section, right? Yep. There's just like yeah, there's, top, there's top grossing. grossing. Right. Yeah. There's hey, which games make the most money? Uh, <laughs> just point me toward those. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> which? Why should a player care? Actually, which game like, is the top I never grossing? About even that? real shit! There's no top rated. No, there's just top grossing, and the reason. What kind is, well, of insane well, stuff. <laughs> well, but think about it, and it's it's because who decides? What, I mean, I know what. who, exactly yeah, who what's decides? Happening. Yeah, but our, our listeners may. have okay, sure. asked about it, right? So, so who decides uh, what players should be exposed to? And it's the store, mm-hmm. right? And every time somebody spends a dollar, that store gets thirty cents or something. That's a vote. You're voting with your wallet, mm-hmm. right? And so. So, they so, make it harder for you to vote. Well, and, and the, mm-hmm. so the, the impetus is on the store to basically go if I show people the top grossing games, what well, what I'm really showing them is the games that people can spend a ton of money in, mm-hmm. right? And it's good for me, right? I mean, mm-hmm. which which isn't to say like there's anything sinister about it, right? Their business. It's good their, business. Their business, yeah. they've put this platform together to make an income mm-hmm. off of it, and, and the games are there to provide you income could for themselves say and the store, right? That so, the lack of other rating categories. Is somewhat sinister. Could you not? Isn't like the inclusion of a top-grossing one is an interesting thing. You know, it's something cool to look at for people to sort. Through. I don't think it's sinister so much as it doesn't matter to them, right? Like, why yeah. should they care if people find a game that's a five-star rated game? You know, it doesn't matter really. They just want the top gross. <laughs> it, it is interesting though, because that, that that is true that they they have this rating system in place. They they make a big deal about, and games like we make a big deal about what our rating actually is, while at the same time questioning its validity and so on. But like, so, and the rating is shown very prominently all the time. It's one of the top, it's one of the main things you see when you're looking at, at you games. But that. what the store, not even that, what the store is signaling is the important thing is how much money it's made. And that's what's supposed to matter to you as a player. That's what's, exactly. They're saying this is what's supposed to matter to you as a player because if that's the top charts you see, top grossing, which is really weird to show that to players and be like, this here, this category <laughs> is interesting <laughs> to you, right? Look at all the money that well, these this games make. Right? <laughs> the, so really even, weird. even for Crashlands which is like a well-selling paid game, mm-hmm. we actually can't compete with other paid games that have in-app purchases in them. Yeah, because they still count as paid games as opposed to free games, but they have a whole other layer of stuff that people can spend money on. So when you look at the top paid charts, the only time Crashlands was in the top paid charts was just during launch week when all the featuring was happening. Mm-hmm. It very rapidly fell off there, and most of the games that are above it now have in-app purchases in them in some regard. So in other words, the the top paid chart, I guess what I'm saying is the top grossing chart is... Top grossing of all the games. Top paid is actually the top grossing of the paid games, which is not to say the top grossing paid games that you only have to pay for once. It's just the ones that have a paywall before you can download it. Yep. Well, this is fucking weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> how did we not realize this until yeah, uh, like four years deep? It's it's almost like well, it I mean, it's always, it's, know, always know. it's always it's always bugged me how hard it is to sort and search find good for shit for games by by rating. Yeah. Right. So if I was like, only show me games with at least a thousand reviews and that are above a like a four. but that's true 3, in steam right? too isn't exactly. it exactly yeah. it's, no, it's true everywhere there's no way to even because even in steam which i think of all the stores actually seems to be designed to try to get games to the right people. But even there like ratings, ratings are a thing you see once you've already found a game, like once you've already kind of looked into a thing, but you don't use them as a way to filter. or You can't or use whatever. them to find a game, right? You just use it to evaluate the game. And I think well, there, there's another kind of, there's a, it's a double edged sword in the sense that, um, think about like an, like an Uber driver where mm-hmm. they get a, they get a five star, they get, there's a five star rating system where you can review your driver and they can also review you as a passenger. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so people now understand the importance of giving your Uber driver a good review because if they drop below a certain threshold, then they lose the ability to be an Uber right. driver, right? This is exactly the same thing. If, if, for example, if you said, like, if you, if you as a store allowed people to say, only show me games that are over four stars, mm-hmm. what would happen to your game if it dropped to 3.99? Right. Yeah. The Boom. potential the potential the for review out, right? Sure. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing about it is that is that uh companies that exist on the top grossing charts, they use a similar so as far as like what you could do to bend the system around, mm-hmm. they use a similar mechanism, which is that they basically buy a shitload of ads and a bunch of clicks to drive themselves up the charts for some period of time. And then like this is the top strategy as far as releasing a new freemium game, is to get it onto the top grossing list for like 10 minutes, because then it's on the list. And it's on the front page of the store, and everybody starts getting it. Yep. Um, So the thing is, like, yes, if there's an incentive, if there was some sorting incentive regarding reviews, you're gonna have the cheats come in, right? So people are gonna pay for a thousand reviews on day one that are five stars. Uh, but that's sort of at the end of the day that ends up coming down to the system itself needing some checks and balances to make sure that yeah. that sort of thing can't happen too well. But the thing is, yeah. it happens no matter the context, and it currently does happen with regards to top grossing. It does, because how can you say a game is top grossing when they paid $8 million to put it on top of the top grossing charts, well, right? because it's top grossing, not top profit it. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is the interesting thing. doesn't yeah. make sense. Right. So, they, they may actually have come out with $0 at the end yeah. of the day with all their advertising expenses. Mm-hmm but they did gross a lot. <laughs> Interesting. Very gross. Well, the advertising, all those advertising expenses went right back to the platform to put them at the top of the charts. Yep. So It works out really well for them. Somebody wins. Somebody wins. <laughs> just not us. All right, so this and is And not players who just have to look at fucking ads all day. End right? of Coffee with Butterscotch. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, ask a customer questions on podcast.baskatch.net. Tell your friends. Tell your fiancé wives. Tell your dog. Tell your husbands. Tell your husbands. Tell your, husbands. Tell your grandmas. Everybody, just shout everybody, and we will see you next week. Bye, bye. bye.